Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Roadie Sports Show podcast, episode eight, season one. And uh, we are following up what I thought was one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in a long time between the 49ers and the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs coming out on top 31-20. And I'm going to be talking about this game with none other than former New England Patriot and Super Bowl 36 champion, J.R. Redmond. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for coming on. You're helping me. You're helping my credibility. So, uh, <laughs> so first off, Jay, I tell people what you've been up to because you know you and I connected on Facebook, um, but you know the fans around here probably haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, well, nothing, man. Just being a father, being a family guy. Um, my. Um, I also, you know, work with young athletes, uh, guys getting ready for the NFL Pro Day, as well as high school kids and Pop Warner kids that want to get better at their athleticism overall. Um, so that's kind of what I've been up to, whatnot. I have a, a family business. Um, uh, my uh, lady has a t-shirt company and my daughter. And so uh, just kind of hanging around, watching them, watching my daughter grow and, and trying to be a yeah, family fantastic. guy. fantastic. Good for you. Um... And, you know, you, you were at the Patriots and then you, you went to the Raiders for a bit? Yeah, yep. Uh, two seasons with the Raiders after I left the Patriots and then I ended with the Arizona ended Cardinals. With the Cardinals, I remember that. Yep, I remember the I remember you ending with the Cardinals. What year? Ooh, man, I don't Did even you, know. You, was it before, <laughs> it was before their Super Bowl, right? It was. It was the year right, before so the 08, Super Bowl, correct. So, um... You know they went to they went to the 09 Super Bowl against the Steelers, um, but hey, so that's cool. You there were some pretty big names on that Cardinals team, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, obviously, the, the largest one, Larry right. Fitzgerald. Uh, Kurt yeah. Warner was there. Uh, Anquan <laughs> um, Bowden. Yep. There's another guy. I think it's I can't think of his last name, but he was also a Florida State guy was too. Was Edron James um, gone from there already? No, he, he hadn't, hadn't came come yet. yet. Okay, yep. Oh, you had a Florida State. Yeah, he hadn't come yet. Wait, was Ship there? Yep. I, I, it was Ship. Marcel right? Ship. Yep, sure was. Um, and I'm trying to think of uh, one of the uh, actually the fullback, and I can't recall his name right now. He was playing for the Rams when we played them in the Super Bowl. I can't. I can't uh, recall I his, name his name right too. now. Though. I know exactly who you're talking about, though. Yeah, so that's cool, man. What's Fitzgerald like? Man, he's awesome. You know, he's a real mild-mannered, uh, real hard worker. Um, practices catching the ball any way you can think of. Um, at, there's always practice after yeah. practice with him, you know. So where every guy, everybody else is trying to get in and get off the field, he's trying to perfect his craft. So um, he's definitely a professional yeah, at his profession. Sick. He is sick. Um, awesome. Well, let's get right into it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to be talking to you. I told you, you know, before we jumped on the podcast that, that I've sing your praises. I've been singing your praises for, you know, 18 years, my man. Like I'm, I'm a huge Patriots fan and I, you know, I was there, you know, Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl you guys won. And, uh, I was saying that you don't get enough credit for that final drive before Vinatieri's kick because Brady might have led the charge, but 
Uh, how out of what seven plays you you did six of the positive yardages? Uh, you know what? I don't remember, I remember how many plays it was, but I know I had to come my way yep. several times, and um, I was just blessed to get an opportunity to make a play. I know uh, coming out of the huddle, going into the drive, I, I kind of remember Brady saying, "Hey, I need you to get open on those checkdowns." So uh, that was it, man. I just just did my job. That's, that's exactly all. what it was. You got hit on three checkdowns, and you got out of bounds and everything. Yep. Like, you made it work, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, shots off for Tom for giving me an opportunity, a chance, you know, yeah. not forcing the ball downfield when it wasn't opening, coming oh, down to the man. check down. Now, speaking of Tommy, what do you think? You think he's staying? Yeah. I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope he does. You know, I, I think it's only fitting that, you know, he ends his career. If he's going to end it, it needs to be ended with the Patriots. I don't want to see no, him in another uniform. That would be tough, right? That would be tough to see. Yeah. That would definitely listen. <laughs> that's a different conversation for a different show for you and I. So you gotta come back on, that's okay? Right. Awesome. All right, you so got let's it. Let's do this, uh let's do this Super Bowl thing because uh last night, you know, uh an amazing game of the you know, the biggest comeback, you know, the only double digit comeback uh in the fourth quarter in Super Bowl history, right? And Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. uh, man, you know, he, he didn't have a very good first three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, this dude turned it on, bro. He did, man. He did. I mean, he's a solid player all around. Um, he has a, a boatload of confidence, um, which means that no matter how far you're down, you're never really down with that guy because he can come back and yeah. get it done. His, uh, You know, I noticed that, and, and I... I always thought this, you know, obviously he's a uh, an amazing option quarterback, but like they like they were just having him. I mean, he could throw too, but the option is where he's deadly and they didn't really use it that much. But then in the fourth quarter or when they were in the red zone, it's like all they ran was the Mahomes option. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to prepare for because they line a backup on the opposite side, which means that the person that's playing that back man the man is on the opposite side so when they run it and they the back lines up on the left but they run the play to the right there's essentially nobody to guard one person so either you're going to take the quarterback or you're going to take right. the back and um they did a good job of a uh, formation in that in order to create yeah. the mismatch i mean one time one time mahomes came with the option and they they you know they bit at the they bit at the running back and he he got in and then the next time he came with the option and they clubbed him but he was still able to get the the toss off to the running back i mean the dude uh-huh. is just like and they didn't score on that play but they ended up getting a a first down cuz they were able to get the ball like to the half yard line I right mean, right yeah he's a he's difficult he's difficult to game plan for because um you you really the game was evenly matched, in my in my opinion. Um, a lot of those guys cross cancel each other. You had right. two good tight ends, you had good wide receivers on both sides, but you had the one X factor. It really wasn't Patrick Mahomes. The X factor was Tariq oh, Hill. Yeah. He's the one person on the field that no one can guard. Oh no! Yeah, no one, no and one so, can, uh, no one can guard Tyreek Hill. I actually did a little. Um, I actually did a little thing on. Uh, of my podcast just the the one before this because 
they say, you know, everyone talks about how Tyreek Hill's the fastest player in the NFL. But if you look at the top 10 players in the 40-yard dash or the top 10 players uh, from the fastest plays from the line of scrimmage, he's not on either list. But the, the, the thing is, is that what he does is it's like some people are fast in a 40-yard sprint. But this dude is fast in real game time, right? Tyreek Hill. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. He can catch it. He catches it, and his burst speed is unbelievable. Yeah, his uh, his game, his game speed, definitely is a lot. You know, it's it's tremendous. You know, you you can put some people up against the clock, and they can run up against that clock, and they may even run a faster forty time than him. But when you go to game speed, ball in hand, I, you know, it's not it's not too many people faster than him no, right now. No, no, you can, It's like the eye test, you. You watch him play. I remember I went to the game last year. It was, um, no, no. I went to the game two years ago. And it was uh, Chiefs and Patriots at home. The Patriots beat them 43 to 40. And the Patriots were up. And Tyreek Hill burnt the, the our whole secondary and just got wide open. And, like, they just could not catch him. No, they they couldn't find an answer for him. He was just too fast. Yeah, it's impossible to make an adjustment when he's right. running. It's just impossible. Like the your hips aren't fast enough, your feet can't move fast enough, and you can't accelerate fast enough to be able to make an adjustment when this guy is running yeah, full speed it. at you. You just have to guess. And hopefully, you <laughs> guess right. That's it. It's a guess, right? <laughs> You're like left, right, left, mm-hmm. right. Which way do I shift my hips? And then you go, and if he beats you the other way, you're toast. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. There's Now, he's one player that no one has a chance of recovering against. Sometimes you can recover. You know, if you make he makes a move and you jump on a move early, you can get your hips around and get your head around and try to do a baseball turn. But there's nothing no. you can do with him. You can't recover. Once he's gone by you, he's right. gone they, by uh, you. They, so listen, they had one little stat, and I, I was doing some research uh, yesterday. And they, this uh, article had him written down as he had the second fastest play from the line of scrimmage. But the thing, the reason he didn't get credit for it was because it wasn't his offensive play. So Williams, um, the running back from the running back from the Chiefs, got the ball. He was going on a 91-yard touchdown break. Right, he's taken off down the field, mm-hmm. and Tyree Kill came. From way behind the play, full sprint, caught up to him and passed him to throw the block. And they they clocked him mm-hmm. at like yeah. 23 miles an hour. Just hauling. Yeah, I, actually, I, 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 uh, I seen that play and I seen you that highlight. That? And I seen, yeah, I do. I, I seen him take <laughs> off and run. And I just remember thinking like, man, if I was his running back, I would tell him, don't do that again. <laughs> You made me look bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, this is an NFL caliber running back, and Hill was able to blow by him with, like, probably being behind the play at least 20 yards. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, his acceleration is, is um, like you said, it's unbelievable. Um, it's not too many people that got that type of acceleration right. and that burst, especially from a standstill, you know? Like, he just shoots out That's of the it. cannon when he it's goes. from a standstill. It's crazy. So, 
All right, so let so let's let's talk about the game a little. So San Fran comes out strong. They look, I mean, you know, it was kind of tight, but it seemed like Jimmy G was managing the game right. Seemed like San Francisco's defense was actually getting to Patrick Mahomes and 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 giving him the business. And it looked like Mahomes, and then Mahomes threw that horrible interception. You know, it really looked like San Francisco had the game in hand, right? I mean, would you agree with that? Um, it looked like San Francisco um, competing. was competing. And it looked like they were competing. When you look at some of the other teams that uh, Kansas City played, after a couple of quarters, they weren't competing anymore. It wasn't even a game. So to me, it looked like they that they were competing, that they wasn't going to let them just have their way and, and, right. and blow them out. Like they've been able to do, you know, teams, you know, on their way. Right. I mean, that I, it's, and I was kind of, I was actually like impressed with Jimmy G. I mean, that's a big stage. He's a new, young quarterback, um, you know, only a couple of years experience as a starter, you know, so I feel like I was kind of impressed with him at first, but towards the end of the game, you really saw that, that he's, He's still got a lot to learn, and, and at best, I mean, he's a good quarterback. But like, did you see what I saw? I mean, it seemed like the moment got away from him a little bit, got a little too big for him. Well, I think uh, I think that um, leading up into that game, the last three games, they only ran the ball. So if you've just right. run the ball, and then you come in and you say, okay, now when we get a chance to air it out, we're going to air it out. There's going to be some mistakes. There's going to be some hesitation made because those things haven't been prepared for um, previously. You know what I mean? They, like they hadn't been really throwing a ball. I mean, they threw the ball a total of 12 times in the last two right. games. I'm not sure what the exact number is. Um, but what I did see and what they should have done is um, when they did have an opportunity to um, not go up, but because you got to score to go up. But when they did get the interception that they got, they should have right, ran the ball, didn't. and that's what they didn't run the ball. I think it's it, it comes a point in time where you say, okay, you got some confidence, and you say, well, we can play with these guys, so let's do what we want to do versus right. do what they're giving us. And I think that's what happened. They they tried to do what they wanted to do and not do the things that were being given. So to them. then they so Kansas City starts making this comeback, right? And they and then then mm-hmm. uh, San, you know. San Francisco ends up with the ball and Jimmy G airs out this ridiculous pass to Kittle. Did you, you see that pass? And then they took it back yeah. pushing off. Yeah. Now, yeah, I've seen that play. Now, you've been in the Super Bowl. Okay? I, I'm just saying, yeah, technically, I guess. I guess he did push off. I, I do see that. But there was so much contact going on don't you let a guy play? It's the Super Bowl. It's intense. They're like working, like they're trying to work out of a deficit and they're trying to go for a big play. They needed a big play. And I mean, that was an amazing catch by Kittle. I mean, it was it, it was a great pass, a great catch. It was just what they needed. And obviously they lose it because he was pushing off. I mean, what do you think about that play? You think that you they really should have called that? Um, I think two things. Uh, the first thing is that you know, it, you know, unless the play is a play that's going to affect the outcome of the game, 
you probably don't want to make that call. Um, But at the same time, I understand full extension. um, You you know, you got to make that call because everybody sees it. Yeah, that's the only thing. It was like right there, you know. He like did it so... It, it was so out in the open, and it was it was like part of the play. It was almost like if he didn't do that, he wouldn't right. have made the catch. No, he wouldn't have. See, one of the things he could have done, though, um, as, as, as opposed to extending his arm, is using his yep. body, slowing down a hair so that he gets the bump ah, and then bursting yeah, off the bump to catch the, the ball. Take the bump, and either you get a P.I. Um, or you're going to catch the ball. Versus just doing something that's going to cause you to uh, get a penalty well, again, for your team. Another thing, you know, uh, that you know sticks out with San Francisco. I mean, they were obviously diesel through the year, and I mean, just a great team. And they're a great team. They got great players all around. They have fat. They have speed too. I mean, they have a couple guys that are lightning fast on that team. So, um, but you know, they're young, and you know, maybe a mistake like that from Kittle is, you know, he's young and. And he's still, you know, growing in the NFL. I mean, would you say that has something to do with it, probably? Um, you know what? I'm not sure yeah. about the age because if you can play, you can play. I just think that um I think he should have got more opportunities. I think there should have been more play action, you know, um, especially once they got the ball going. They should have took some chances at some deep routes to him because he is a mismatch. Um He's a big mismatch in regards to covering downfield because he can yeah. run. Yeah, no, no, true, true. I mean, yeah, he's and, and he's and he's tough. Dude's tough as nails. Yeah. So that you know, Yeah, I don't think they took right. enough shots. Exactly. So, all right, so that you know, I see we I see the game, I'm watching the game, and I, I see it progressing at where like you said, you you feel in, in like in your professional opinion and your your professional your professional like I I test it looks like San Francisco's competing but to you know to uh, you know even like me an educated fan someone who kind of like lives football you know been been involved in it for I don't even know how long I can remember it really seemed to me like San Francisco was 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 like taking control of the game like is there like what do you think where do you feel like that they were just in there competing well the reason why I felt like they were just competing is because they didn't want to go in in a halftime with them getting the ball back they didn't try and go down and score the mindset was to run the ball run the ball and get in the halftime but then they had a big play happen and it was too late to try and get in field goal range um so this is why I say that they were just competing. They didn't think that. Well, you know what? Let me not say what I thought they thought. No, no. It's a, listen, listen. <laughs> but let's just this say is for, a sports for... <laughs> entertainment podcast. Your opinions are all that this is about. We, none of us really know. We okay. weren't sitting in the huddle. And if anyone could guess yeah, what well, someone's thoughts, it would be someone like you. You've been in the position. <laughs> well. Well, so what I think from a coaching standpoint in which you, you got to play it safe, you don't want to put your team in a position, you know your talents, you know your strengths, right. you know your weaknesses. And, and, and likewise to the other team, you know that they can score a bunch in a hurry. Um, it, doesn't, it takes them two or three plays. They have a lot of three and four play drives that they score touchdowns on all year, all year long. long. So if you leave, enough, you leave enough time for them to run four plays, that means you left enough time for them to score. No, it's true. 
And so I, I, I understand why they took the approach that they took. But from a standpoint, if we want to go win this game, it's about us. It's not about them. Then, you know, you go right, out you go try and try and score. score. And they were trying to play it safe. So you, you were like, oh, look, they're just trying to manage the game, stay close, and maybe hope something goes their way. Maybe a fumble, maybe a turnover happens, something where they can get a little bit of an edge. But you feel like they were happy just being there where it was close. Where it was close going, going into halftime, understanding that they get the ball back. Now, I do believe that they did come out and establish dominance in that third quarter. I mean, they came out and they did their thing. Oh, totally. But um, but again, when you look at you know uh, Kansas City's route to the Super Bowl, that means nothing. Right. Texas did the same thing. They were up twenty-four right. points. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's totally true. Um, and people, you know, I don't think any, you know, everyone's just watching the game, but I don't know if anyone really realizes that. Um, all right. Yeah. So this is the first segment of the roadie sports show podcast. And, uh, we're going to be back after a word from our sponsor. And what we're going to do is JR and I are going to discuss the MVP talk because there's a little bit of uh, noise out there saying that people feel like. Williams should have uh, gotten the MVP instead of Mahomes. And uh, I'd like to get JR's take on it. So we'll be right back. Guys, welcome back to the second segment of the Roadie Sports Show with Ron Robert and my special guest, former New England Patriot and Super Bowl champion JR Redmond. I want to pre. I want to say thank you, and I appreciate you for coming on, Jr. No problem. Man, thank you. And as I said before, we went to uh, sponsor break. We're going to be discussing uh, the MVP talk from, and you know, Patrick Mahomes getting the MVP, and obviously, you know, leader of the team. But there's some noise out there today about Damian Williams and the performance that he put forth. Um, so, say, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, 78.1 passer rating, uh, second lowest mark of the season for him, you know, and the third lowest of his career. Now, that's probably, you know, we could talk about that too, but, you know, not necessarily putting the his best foot forward. I mean, Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's had a, a Super Bowl game like that where he ran a 71.4 passer rating. Troy Aikman, 77.2 passer rating. And didn't get the MVP. So, um, you know, I, I mean, Damian Williams, 133 total yards, 104 rushing, 29 receiving. He averaged 6.1 yards per carry against the Niners. And he, uh, who only allowed 4.5 yards per carry before the Super Bowl. So the Niners were, were a shutdown run defense, averaging... Uh, you know, 3.5 yards for the season per carry against some of the best teams like the Vikings and the Packers only got 2.1 yards per carry and 3.9 yards per carry in the playoffs. So, JR, being a former running back and being a running back on a Super Bowl championship team, what what is, you know, this performance that Damian Williams put out last night, like kind of try and like put it into words for people. Oh, well, I think uh, 
a couple things. Uh, I think it's a layer. First of all, it's, yep. it's layers to it. You got to peel peel back some of the layers with the quarterback being the face of the franchise, no matter what team you're on. It doesn't matter how good the rest of the players are. The quarterback is the face of the franchise. So that's that's the first layer. Then um, then the second layer is that um, right now in this game, running backs are 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 obsolete. It's it's moved to a passing game. They want high scoring. They want a bunch, you know, a lot of yards, a lot of excitement. Um, so the old school mentality way of playing football is is um, is not what people want to see. Unless you have a guy like Barry Sanders out there shaking left and right and just making awesome runs every single down, people are are aren't excited about the runner carrying the ball anymore. Um, that that's the second layer. And the third layer is, this goes back to me for, to the Patriots playing um, Seattle Seahawks in a Super Bowl. And you have the hardest, one of the hardest running running backs ever to play the game. And the ball's on the one yard line. I would get. I would have gave it to him four straight times. Right? Who wouldn't have though? I think who, that, tell me that. who wouldn't have done that? I mean, I would have given no. And and like obviously, you had a great career. Um, you did a great job for the Patriots when you were here. But Marshawn Lynch is a different guy. And I would have given it to J.R. Redmond four straight times. Why in the, in the heck are they not giving it to Marshawn Lynch? You know what? I, I I don't under I don't understand it outside of the fact that, you know, during that time, you know, Marshawn Lynch refused to do interviews. Yeah. And so you can't have the MVP of the Super Bowl not doing right. interviews. And so I think that it was just a call from up top. Uh, you know, because he literally not only he was responsible for even getting them down there. I believe uh he had a couple big plays that got them down in that of position. Course. People forget about it, and they don't. Talk and uh, about it. yeah, and and then they decide to throw the ball. So if they throw the ball and the quarterback throws a touchdown, now the quarterback can be the MVP again, the face of the franchise. When there's other players that help that so, face get Jr. There. Jr. Wait, hold so on, hold on. I don't disagree with you, but you're in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and you think? Do you really think? That their thought before that final play was, we want Russell Wilson to get the glory. It wouldn't just be, dude, let's just win this damn game. It seems like that would be the cause, but I mean, you can look at it a couple ways. You can look at it as, you know what, everybody in the world thinks we're going to hand it off to Marshawn. That's why we're not. But guess what? There's somebody who didn't think that, and his name was Butler because he jumped the route. So, <laughs> so he didn't think that, which means that they didn't think that they were open for anything to happen, run or pass. They right. had to play both. And just to me, I'd hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. I don't care. As a matter of fact, if we had to tell you what the play was before, I would still hand the ball off to Marshawn right. Lynch. Because he's gonna get he's gonna get it. I, I'm just there's no way that he's not You're gonna saying, get that hey, yard. You know the play. You know it's Marshawn Lynch in the seven hole. Come try come try and stop mm-hmm. it. Come stop it. That's right. all you gotta do. But they come didn't stop do it. it. <laughs> I mean Yeah. And so um 
I think it's just the, the just the history of the game. You know what I mean? Um, unless the receiver catches for over 200 yards um, and has an excellent game where um, it's it's exciting. You know, all of the catches, all of the big plays, those things are the pe- things that people remember. They don't remember the four and five yard runs. They don't remember those things. They don't understand how that keeps the chains moving and how that drains the clock and how that gives the offense an opportunity to get in scoring positions. It's just not, it's not looked at. Running backs aren't viewed in the same light that they used to be viewed in because of um, it's a passing, it's a right, passing like game. Like Dion Branch, in Patriots' third Super Bowl victory over the Eagles, Andy Reid was the was the coach. Mm-hmm. Deion Branch gets the MVP. Um, he had good numbers. He had good numbers, but I mean, I, you know, they weren't. I, I think he just just eclipsed 100 yards that game. I, maybe it was like 138 yards or something like that. I'm not really sure, but you know, you could have made a case for Julian Edelman in the Patriots' Super Bowl victory over the Falcons. I mean, Edelman was just ridiculous in that game. So, this different. I see what you're saying, though. They, you know, they 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 want to put the big name guy. Like back in the day, it would be Ray Lewis, or it could be the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I can't remember if if it was. Oh yeah, Derek Brooks. And then, uh, you know, way back in the day, Larry Brown for the Cowboys. So they gave, they have given mm-hmm. some defensive stuff out, but I mean, it's so rare and few and far between. Well, let's 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 look at it okay. from this standpoint. Who was the last defensive player to win a Heisman? We can yeah, even take right. it down no, to college. They're not doing that. It doesn't make money. It doesn't <laughs> make money. How about who's the who's the last running back? I should look this up, and I didn't. A running back that won MVP of the Super Bowl. I wonder, I wonder mm. if I can't even, and here I am, and I, I can go back, and I'm trying to think, and was there ever? I don't know. I'm not, no. I'm really not a historian like that. I mean, Jim I just Brown like the game, so I could have been someone like question. Jim Brown. Was Walter Payton, who was the MVP of the? Walter Payton didn't even score in that, in, in that, in that, uh. Yeah, I don't believe he scored. I believe Refrigerator Perry right, got the so ball. So was it uh, McMahon was the quarter, the MVP that year? Might have been. But so, I mean, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, after we get off this, I'll go back. Next podcast when we talk about where Brady's going, we'll talk about this. But um, so there's a huge uh, push for Damian Williams, who could have been the MVP. But, you know, I, I guess... You do need the guy in the huddle calling the police. He's got to stay cool. He's got to stay collected. If he falls apart, you have no chance. That's true. And then you have to look at it about this, like this. Unless the running back gets the ball, you know, 30 times, 30 times, um, it's hard for him to mount a comeback on his own. The comeback is going to have to happen on the arm of the quarterback and in the hands of the wide receiver as well as the legs of the running back. No, it's true. So, you know, I I, I do see it. You know, I, I do see where if it was so overwhelming of a, if he, you know, let's say he had 237 yards rushing, three touchdowns, you know, because they tried to make a case for Sony Michelle 
because he scored the only touchdown against the Rams. Um, and I, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a huge Sony fan. I think he's great. I know people try and like beat on him a little bit. Kid's going out and doing his job every day. He's a little undersized, but he can, but he can move. He can juke, and he's reliable. So you know, and and go ahead. I, I think he doesn't get enough I don't carries. I think he gets enough carries either. I don't think he gets enough touches. I think um, when it comes to the Pats, you know, I got a tremendous amount of love for the Pats. They gave me my first opportunity to fulfill a dream and playing pro football. So, you know, I always my heart is always there in New England. Um, but a couple things. I, I don't think that Sonny Michelle gets enough carries. And also, um, I don't think – I think Tom needs some help. I think Tom does the most with the least around him than any quarterback it's in the amazing. NFL. It's amazing what he does and who he can turn people into because, you know, to Edelman's credit, he works hard. I know. I get this. But he, you know, without without Brady, Edelman, I don't know. I'll say it. Yeah. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it. Edelman is an absolute stud, but he's a number one wide receiver on the Patriots and the other teams he's getting number three wide that's what I mean you know Brady can get him the ball Brady Brady gets him the ball yeah and and he he does like I say he does the most with the least amount of talent around him I think it's it's time for them to go out and get some guys get some some big free agent names some guys that are proven players not guys that have great upside of potential no it's totally true and and the thing is is like you saw how now, the one big name that we always had, even though we were always trying to find, the Patriots were trying to find that deep threat all the time. Uh, you know, Randy Moss worked out, obviously, but besides Randy, most of them don't work out. Um, but we always had Gronk. And you saw the big difference right. without Gronk in the in the lineup this year. It was just massive. Well, I mean, that just... That just even further adds to what I was saying. Whenever the best player on the field is a yeah. tight end, yeah. you got a problem. <laughs> right. I mean, he is a crazy tight end, though. It's not like he's he's not. No, normal. no. I mean, he's absolutely yeah. amazing. He's amazing. I would I would put him on my team over and over and over again. That, that That's not taking anything away from Gronk's ability. But you're supposed to have four good wide right, receivers Chris. and a tight end. You just that's have right. a tight end. And a, and a, and a, and a so, good slot receiver. <laughs> like Edelman's a great slot receiver. And a good slot. But I he agree. Can't be the, he can't be the I number agree. one. Because he can't get over it. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is when Gronk was, when you had Gronk and Edelman, Gronk was really the number one. He was. And Gronk drew a double team, which that, allowed Edelman and to and get that open. That was gone. And that was gone. So, you know, Nikhil Harry, I thought, he, I still think there's promise for him. You know, the Patriots got some young guys. But we kind of went off on a little tangent. We're talking about the MVP hit, uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then that how the, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, noise out there saying that people think Damian Williams should have got the MVP. Uh, I kind of went over the stats. I mean, he really did put it to a San Francisco team that held the Green Bay Packers to 2.1 yards per carry in the playoffs and the Vikings to 3 three yards in the playoffs and he averaged 4.5 yeah. yards yesterday hmm yeah i mean i i agree with you i agree with the the, the people out there that are that are making that argument i do believe that the running back should have gotten the 
the MVP of right. the Super Bowl. Um, now, possibly should uh, Mahomes have gotten an MVP of the league? I think that's arguable too because I think the, the quarterback for the Ravens oh, should have got it. Lamar Jackson. Listen, you know. Yes, sir. Listen, two <laughs> years ago, nope, three years ago, the Patriots had Lamar Jackson still on the board and they were up and they passed on him and took Isaiah Wynn. And then Isaiah Wynn went into camp hmm. and blew out his Achilles. And or his ACL, I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, out for the season, and we and we had Lamar Jackson there. It was the Patriots' pick. I was jumping out of my seat. I'm like, this is the successor for Brady. The, it's going to change everything. New England's going to stay good for another ten years, and they they passed. Mm-hmm. Out. I I right. fell out of my couch. I was furious. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Now, of course, who am I? I just do this nice little podcast here. I don't know what the, what's really going on. But, like, it would have been nice if the Patriots would have grabbed that guy, right? It would have been. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. And I think um, as far as MVPs and quarterbacks concerned, MVP of the league, um, I believe that uh, I, he should have got so. it. I believe um, so. But in regards to the Super Bowl, I do believe that the running back should have got it because if you take away any of those running back plays, I mean, they, they really scored, don't. Listen, he scored the they last touchdowns of the game. The Chiefs won 31 to 20. What? And then how many third down know, conversions did he have? That, but it was probably good. And, you know, the only thing is about that, I don't know about third down conversions because on third down, Mahomes was running the option. So... That would take away from his third down stats. And that could be, you know, subjectively, Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP could be because, hey, look, this guy, this guy was, they couldn't put a game plan together to defend this guy. And that could have been, you know, so without him, we don't win. You think that could have been in the thought process? Uh, No, I just think because... He's been um, he's been solid all year long. And no matter how many times they've been down, he's been able to lead his team back. He's been able to make the significant plays down a, down the stretch of the game that you know will cause the game to turn around. So I think it's overall um, his consistency more so than it yeah. is this last yeah. game. No, I I feel that. I, I think I would agree with you. He's Patrick Mahomes. He got him there. I mean, he's done some incredible, amazing things this season. Uh, big time comebacks like against the Texans like that was just I don't there's no words for that game mm-hmm. that was that was insane so, right um, no totally great all right well look Jr uh, this has been awesome and fun uh, just kind of let me know let's sum this up and like kind of tell people. Do you think it was a fun, exciting game? Was it an enjoyable Super Bowl? Was it good for the league? Um, how, how'd you feel about? I mean, the halftime show was woo. Halftime show was that was my <laughs> thing. But um, I mean, what do you think about the game overall? Overall, I think it was an excellent game. I think the two best teams in the NFL played each other. Sometimes you get two teams that make it to the Super Bowl, and unfortunately, 
one of them isn't one of the best teams in the league. I think the two best teams played, and I think um, you saw everything that that you that that you could see. You had a great defense in San Francisco, and that great defense held a high scoring offense. Oh yeah, for most of the game, they held them for most of the game. They pretty much held them. Um, I think everybody was true to character. They've done the things that they've done all year long. San Francisco, um, the one thing that they did get away from, in my opinion, was they got away from running the ball. That's it. I think that's the difference. They got away from running the ball. And that's, that's, that, that is the difference. Because you see, when they took control of the game, it was because they were handing the ball off. And they were gashing them. And after you handle the ball off a couple times, now you can take those shots to Kettles downfield. But because they stopped handing the ball off, you know, Kettles was really a non-factor. Just that one big play, that's the only play I can really remember that was really, that actually stood out to me. And he's a standout player. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he always does something crazy, like ripping people off. When people are trying to tackle him, he's ripping them off his shoulder pads and his people are grabbing his face mask and he's running through it like he does crazy stuff i mean he's terrific he's he's Tarek Hill at the it's tight exactly end position what he is it's, <laughs> and, and i and you didn't see him all night yeah right totally true all right brother listen thank you uh from the bottom of my heart for being on the show this was so much fun um big moment for me because i'm always a jr redmond Band and I'm always putting up your praise and I always make sure I remind people that you were part of that two minute drive down the field in Super Bowl 36. The huge part of it actually. Yo, Thank you. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have you back on for another show. Anytime. Oh, Let me man, know, man. Amazing. Okay. Alright, everybody. That was former New England Patriot and Super Bowl 36 champion J.R. Redmond here on the Roadie Sports Show, and we were discussing the, the Super Bowl 